Welcome to Sharing the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Driver. Welcome to Sharing the Word, my friends. In our last episode, we were discussing, I was sharing with you, the cycle of love. And we talked about Romans 5.8, God demonstrated his love toward us. While we were sinners, Christ died. I also talked about John 3.16. And I left the message with an illustration of a husband giving his wife flowers and how she maybe was expecting it or wasn't expecting those flowers, but she saw the expression of her husband with the words and the actions of giving her flowers, flowers that she loves. What does she do to complete that cycle, that feedback, if you will? She jumps into his arms. She kisses him. She's crying. She's saying how beautiful the flowers are and how much she really adores her husband and shows appreciation. So I asked in the last episode, how do you show appreciation that God loves you? Do you jump into the Lord's arms, spiritually if you will, and tell God I love you so much. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. And that because of his sacrifice, I now have a relationship with you. Do you accept God's love? My friends, I'm here to tell you that many people do not really believe God really loves them. Oh, my sins are too great. Oh, if you only knew what, what I did to betray God or sin against God. If you only knew. But God does. But guess what? There is no sin that you could tell me about that will stop God from loving you. No matter what your past is, if you were abused as a child, if you cheated on your spouse, if you stole, robbed, took drugs, prostituted yourself, on and on it goes, God still loves you. Look at the woman at the well who had more than five husbands. Look at Mary Magdalene who was a prostitute. My friends, Stop blaming and justifying why you will not, why you will not accept God's love because of your past or the sins you have committed. My friends, there is no sin you can commit that God will not love you. God will always love you. That's why he sent his only son. Stop making the excuses. You can't complete the cycle of love if you do not accept God's love. You can't complete the cycle if you don't accept his love and love him back. And you love him back by accepting his gift to you through his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. If you believe God loves you, this is important for you. If you believe God loves you and you really accept his love, you will stop self-destructive behavior. You will stop self-destructive mind thinking, toxic mind thinking. You will stop looking at your past and look how much he loves you now and forever. He loves you now and forever. It's difficult for people to look at themselves today in the mirror and believe that God loves them. 
I'm going to tell you he does. Oh, you don't understand. I don't have to understand. You see, because God is love. God is love. God's not hate. God is not evil. God is not something that the world does. No, God is holy. God is love. That's his nature. He's a holy God. The angels sing holy, holy, holy. My friends, you have to just believe God is God and that his nature is God is spirit, God is love, and he loves you. You wouldn't send your only begotten son to die for the world, would you? But God did. So I'm not going to doubt or question, does God love me? If I believe in the scriptures, I could say yes. If I believe in the act of sending his son and die on a cross that I could have been hanging on, and he, get this, vicariously, wow, Jesus Christ died in my place. So therefore, I believe, <laughs> I believe, I'm going to keep saying, I believe, 100% plus, God loves me. I don't have to accept the people in the world that say, I love you. Your actions have to be equal or, I don't know if it could be higher than God, but you got to show some powerful love like God did by sending his son. Your actions will speak louder than your words, my friends. So then tell God you love him, but only tell him, listen to me, only tell God you love him if you accept the gift that he gave you through his son, Jesus Christ. Believe that God loves you. Look in the mirror and say, God, I love you because you set your son for me. So I'm going to look in the mirror because you're, you are in me, Lord God. Jesus Christ is in me. The Holy Spirit is the gift you gave me, deposited in me. I can look, in my, look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you, God, because you're in me. So if I could say I love you by looking at my reflection in a mirror, then I can love my neighbor as self. And the only way to love my neighbor as self is I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, I love you, God, which is I'm looking at myself because God is in me and saying, I love myself. And this is complex for some people. Look, you can't love God if you don't accept Jesus. You can't accept Jesus because you don't love God. But if you say you love God, then your actions will support it as well. One, by obeying his commandments. Accepting his gift of Jesus Christ. So God loves you. He demonstrated that. Romans 5, 8, John 3, 16. You believe now God loves you. Now how do you return that love back to him? Hmm. How do you do that? All he requires of you is to fear God and obey his commandments. You've heard the series on Ecclesiastes. So God proved he loves me. I'm going to prove I love God. Watch this. I'm, I'm speaking for myself now. I'm going to prove I love God by accepting that he does love me. Okay? And I know he's in me. So I'm going to love myself. Because I could have died on the cross as well. So I love God, I accept that love, I believe he loves me, and I'm going to return my love back to God because I know he's in me and he died for me. That's the whole purpose. So I love myself because he's in me. So I'm looking at myself in the mirror and saying, God, I love you. 
Thank you for who I am. Because you died for me. You died by sending your son. So I can now love myself enough to accept what God has done for me through Jesus Christ. Because how can I now show the world? Now listen, this is gets it's not hard, but listen to this. How can I now show the world that God is love? If I don't believe that God loves me, I'm just showing you this, and I don't love myself. How am I going to show the world that God is love? God is love. Keep saying it. God is love. Well, if his love is in me, then I love myself because he died for me. Not, not self-love like vanity love or, or, or people who like to kiss me. I love me. Oh, I'm so good. No, that's pride and vanity. No, I love me because Christ died for me. I love me so, so I can show the world that Christ loves me because I'm going to love them that's in the world. So I express my love back to God by telling him I love him by obeying him by fearing who he is and loving him by showing the world that Jesus Christ is Lord by loving them. Now, let me show you this. We're going to didactically break this up a little bit, okay? I'm going to break this up by looking at Matthew 22, looking at verse 37, okay? Now, the preface to this whole verse is that the Pharisees came to Jesus in Matthew 22 and, and, and they were asking him, Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were all questioning Jesus, trying to figure some things out. Can we trap him? And then they brought some guy who's like a slick lawyer. Let's just read the scripture. It gets fun. I love reading the scriptures, okay? To ask him a question, okay? He even says it was like a lawyer, pharisaical lawyer. It says, teacher, what's the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus saw through all of this. Now, you can look at the Torah, the Old Testament, the five books of Moses, and you can say, what is the greatest commandment? Not washing a cup. It's not the Sabbath. You know that's important. God made the Sabbath for man. It's not honoring mother and father. <laughs> just look at the Ten Commandments if you want to just look at that. Jesus said, here's how you can now show God in the world that you are his disciple because you want to know what the greatest commandment to follow. Jesus says in Matthew 22, verse 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Wow. Now, I'm reading from the New King James Version. So when I read this verse to you, you can look at the New Living Translation, you can look at the NIV, you can look at all these verse, versions out there, but I like how this is speaking to me. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. My friends, you got to now ask yourself, you now believe that God loves you? Answer that question, yes. How do you love God back? Jesus said, this is how you do it. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Trichotomous approach, three process, if you will. See, three things. We're made of body, soul, and spirit. I got it. That makes sense. Yes. But if you don't love God with all your heart, 
the equation, the cycle of love is not complete. Your heart could be filled with, I love my dogs, I love my kids, I love my husband, I love my wife, I love my house, I love my car, I love my job. I love you got all that love pockets, all those love articles within your heart. Where is God in that? You must love God above all things. I shared this in, in, in other episodes. You can't say you love God more than anything if you really put your husband, your wife, your children, everything above him, then the love of God is not in you. The Bible says that. Just read First John. You can go on. The Bible is clear. Love God with all your heart. Not half of it. All of it. Love God with all your mind. Well, you can't love God with all your mind if you believe that God hates you. You can't love God with all your mind when you listen to the devil lie to you. You can't say that you love God if you're always living in the past because your mind is always bringing up those tapes. You can't love God when you have your mind fragmented with nonsense and junk in it. It's toxic mind. You could say the words, love ya. <laughs> we talked about that. Love ya. But you can't love God completely if your mind is divided. You can't love God completely if your mind is filled with other stuff of doubt and fear and confusion. You can't love God with all your mind if you have that going on. And you can't love him with all your soul if you are a person of duality. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, according to the epistle of James. You cannot love God if you serve money over God. Then your soul's divided. You can't say you love God if you put your emotions above everything that you see, interpret in the world, or feel. You can't serve the demons of emotion. Emotions lie to you. You can't worship idols, not only created, but what's in your mind. You can love your spouse more than God. Your heart's divided, your mind's divided. Paul talks about that in Corinthians as well. You can't love God completely in this cycle if everything about you, from your heart to your soul and mind, is not 100% sold out for God, then the cycle is not complete. The cycle can only be complete when you believe that Christ died for your sins because God sent his son and your whole heart, mind, and soul are sold out for God. And of course, if you fear God and obey his commandments, you're proving to God you love him. That's Ecclesiastes 12, 13. So I guess for me, I had to say, to, even to my wife, and she'll tell you this, I can look right at her. Honey, you know you're a gift from God, and I thank the Lord for you. And I love you tremendously. But my whole heart is sold out for God, and I love God more than you. And she goes, yes, I know that. I expect that from you. We should expect that from everyone that claims they're a believer. Love God more than your wife your husband, your child, your brothers. You see where I'm going with this? You have to love him more than those things in this world. Read the scriptures that talks about this. Read the Gospel of Matthew. 
He'll tell, he'll tell you that. You love anybody more than God, you can't be his disciple. So the cycle's not complete until you learn to love God more than your own family members, than your job, than your career, or, or anything else you have. You can't love God more. Let me put it this way. If you can't love God more, listen to how I'm going to tell you this. If you can't love God more than the things he gave you, either human beings or life itself or anything that you have, if you can't love him more than those things, then you don't love God. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and die is to gain. I praise God for the people he put in my life that love not only love God, but love me. And I can feel their love because I know they love God first. <laughs> Come on. Don't say you love God, but hate your, your brother or your friend or your parent or your spouse or whatever. Don't say you love God if you don't love <laughs> other people. Then you, you're a liar, the Bible says. Read 1 John chapters 1 through 4. Just read 1 John 1. <laughs> 1 John 1 chapters 1 through 4. But if you're going to love God, you must love him with all your heart, not some of it. Then you're just giving him lip service. Jesus even used, Jesus used a parable. He used many examples. He said, people will honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, he says. Friends, you have to love God with all your heart. You can say, I love him with all my heart. But if your mind is poison and toxic, you're not complete. See, this is the cycle of love. Because if you love God and only part of your heart is for him, and some of your mind is, and your soul's divided because you worship other things, then you really don't love God. Scripture shows you this. No idols. It ain't man-made things. It's things that you create in your mind. I've had many people tell me this. In Sunday school, in Sunday school, my friends, teaching Sunday school. And I didn't want to fixate on this question, but I had no choice at the time that we were having lessons, in, actually in the book of Matthew. And I asked this newlywed couple how much they loved each other. And they were so expressive. They were so expressive. It was powerful how they were expressing how much they love each other. And they're celebrating their first anniversary. And they just love each other. You've been around people like that, right? Now you get them to say, well, how long have you been a Christian? <laughs> now get them to express how much they love God. It wasn't at the same level. It was disappointing for me. They showed they love each other more than they love God. If somebody says, do you love God? And you answer with, yeah. And that's as far as it goes. Then ask, have somebody ask you, do you love your wife? And you're more expressive? Then I could tell you who's more important in your heart. Who's more important in your mind or your soul. I can tell you that. I could be dead tired. You get me talking about the Lord, I, I'm, I'm up. <laughs> I'm, I'm wide awake. 
Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? If not, you need to evaluate why. Because God loves you so much, he gave his only son. His only son. Not, not one out of three kids. No, his only son. Abraham loved God so much. Listen to me. Expression of love. He even said, I love God. I believe there's only one God. <laughs> he even left his family, his father, his relatives, took his wife and his immediate ones and said, we're moving. God said to get out of the area. We're moving out of, out of this area and we're going to go to a land that he promised me because he appeared to me. And I believe by faith <laughs> that he's God. But God told me he was going to be a, a father. He's going to have a son and he's going to be able to pass on his legacy to his son and, and they will be you know, he's going to give the world to him. He's going to have nations come from his body. The minute he gets his son, now mind you, this is his second son, but this is the promise of his son, which is Isaac. Okay? He already had Ishmael. God used that for his purpose. But he has Isaac. God will test you. He said, Abraham. Abraham said, yes, Lord, here I am. Take your son Isaac and bring him up this mountain and sacrifice him to me. He didn't question it. And the Lord said, hey, you'll give up everything to serve me. Now I know you really love me. Friends, I've seen people stop worshiping God, believing in God, because they lost a pet, because they lost a child, because they got divorced, or because they had this heartbreak. They stopped serving and loving God. Well, then that tells me that you had those things more as a priority in your heart than God himself. God loves you. Just stop doubting that God loves you. Let me finish this first, though. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he goes like this. This is what's powerful. There's like a conjunction to this, this whole message. This is the first and great commandment. See, first and great. First and great. Now, this is important. There's a two-prong approach to the cycle of love. It's a two-prong approach with many variables in there. To love God, you must love him with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Not sold out for your heart only, and your mind and your soul is not, not, not even in, in line with that. Okay? He said, this is the first and great commandment. Then the second, the second is like it. The second is like it. So it's saying these two processes these two variables, these two things come into agreement. It's, it's congruent, if you will. The second one is very important. He says, it's like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. You know, I have in my house 
hanging on a wall, the Ten Commandments. You got it? I have Bibles every <laughs> almost in every room. But if this is something to hang on to, hang on to it. Study Matthew 22, starting in verse 37. Remember, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is just like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. So let me get ready to close with this. You can't love God if you don't accept him. You can't love God if you're not 100% in your heart, soul, and mind. You can't love God, listen to me, completely. The cycle ain't complete. If you don't love your neighbor as self. But if you don't love yourself, you're going to treat your neighbor the way you feel about yourself. Because if the seed of God is in you and it's love, then I can love my neighbor no matter who they are like God loves me. So if you don't love self, but now you believe God loves you, but if you believe God loves you, then you will love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. You will just love him, period. Your whole being will love him. Your whole nature will love him. See, the scripture really shows your nature is your heart, it is your soul, it is your mind. That's your nature, my friends. God's nature, God is love. And he sent his son. So in this formula, this equation, this command, mitz, plural, because there's two making up one. Okay? Just like marriage. The two become one. This commandment is two that are becoming one. Let me say that again. Like a man who marries a wife. Okay? The two become one flesh. So this commandment is, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Yes, love God first. Love God with all your heart. Love him with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second is like it. The second. Okay? Two. Independent variables becoming one. Watch this. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? That's anybody in your life. Who's my neighbor? That's anybody you meet. Who's my neighbor? That's anyone that God puts in your life for you to show love. But if you don't love yourself, listen to me. You can't stand yourself because of your past. You don't like who you really are. You're always competing. You're always comparing yourself. You want to be like Johnny. You want to be like Susan. You want to be like this person and that person. You don't love self. If you don't love self, you can't love your neighbor. You will only treat someone the way you treat yourself. If you treat yourself self-destructively, if you treat yourself with disrespect, you're going to treat your neighbor, no matter who it is, the same way. Because you haven't accepted that God loves you through his son, Jesus Christ. So you really can say, yeah, God loves me, but you haven't really accepted it because you don't love yourself. And you can't love self, you can't love others. If you don't love self, you can't really love God. Because to receive God's love, you have to accept what he gave, his only begotten son. Just like the woman receiving the flowers, she expressed it back by saying, I love you, and here we go. So you have to love your neighbor as you love self. So how do you love self? Accept God's love. How do you love self? Love one another. How do you love how do you love self? Is to continue to believe that God loves you. Because God is in you, you are now in God. 
So if God's seed is in you, love self. Because you believe he's in you. If you believe he's in you, then you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, God, I love you because you're in me. Good morning. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, God, I see me. How you doing? I love you. <laughs> see, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Lord God. You are in me. This is your temple. This is the temple you have given me because my soul is in here. The Holy Ghost is in me. So therefore, Lord God, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I love you and I'm going to take care of this temple. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm not going to do self-destructive thinking. I'm going to love me the way you love me and I'm going to love my neighbor because if I love my neighbor, then they're going to believe I love you because I'm showing them the same love that you have given me through Jesus Christ. So if I'm going to love my neighbor, I got to love me first because that's an act of expression. So how do I love my neighbor, whoever that person is in my life? I got to believe God loves me. I love God. He's in me. I love me enough to say, hey, Lord, I love you back. I love you back, God. Now I can love my neighbor. But if I hate myself because of my past, if I hate myself because I'm not tall enough or good looking enough or because I'm not rich enough, if I don't love me, the way God loves me, then I can't love my neighbor and I definitely can't love God back. Do I hear amen? My friends, you have to get to the point of completing this cycle of expressive love by saying, God, I accept your love. You sent Jesus to die for me. I, I receive that gift. I accept the gift. I'm going to kiss you back and hold you back and say, now you are my Lord and Savior. I love you, Lord God. Now I'm going to obey you. I'm going to follow your word. I'm going to live by faith, not by sight. And I'm going to love fellow man. Because how can the world know that I am your son or daughter? It's by the love. Everybody say love. By the love I show one another. There you go. Just love God. And love your neighbor as yourself. And you have completed the cycle of love. May God be with you. May God show you love. May you experience his love every day through the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ. And may you now go and tell the world, show the world that you are his disciple by loving one another. May God bless you. Join me again next week on another episode of Sharing the Word. Thanks for listening to Sharing the Word. Join me again as we discuss Bible topics that will help you live a victorious life through Jesus Christ.